Good morning. Happy Monday or happy Sunday. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. I, you know, I honestly don't have any topics to think about, even um, controversial topics, but I'm sure we'll find something today. So we make a point of not necessarily premeditating on, on topics. And um, sometimes we have a topic, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're thinking about a topic, but honestly, I have nothing. Well, I think we might have to address last week's podcast for a few minutes. Oh, oh, what? We What's got the, some feedback. Oh, what feedback did we get? That uh, people felt uncomfortable listening to me saying to you the my comment that I made about it's Christians like you dot dot dot. Ah, uh, yeah, but you see how well I I handled that. Right? Oh, what, 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 what a <laughs> humble servant you are. <laughs> um, so it's quite funny because I think it made some people uncomfortable, but you know, people don't realize that. That's how you speak. No, that's not how I speak. I don't speak attacking like that all the time. But you and I have con- hard conversations. It's, we always have good conversations. It's very... You call that good? Was that constructive? <laughs> um, yes, because I was provoking. You provoke me all the time. But no, but not, no not all the time. You don't provoke me all the time. But we, it was provoking. It was, I was trying to make a point, not saying you do nothing. I know you do a lot for the kingdom. But I was trying to say the attitude of people not doing anything. Like you. Yes, where you say you don't want to get involved in anything with... But it's not that you don't want to get involved. That's not the point. Anyway, so I just want to make sure we clarify that... Um, so you're, you're repenting again? Is that what you're telling me? No, I repented last week. I asked for your <laughs> forgiveness. But the feedback that people were uncomfortable, and I'm like, okay, was it the Canadians that were uncomfortable? Because... I was uncomfortable. What didn't you just let it alone were just you uncomfortable? Were you I, uncomfortable? No, come on. You know, honestly... I don't think you're uncomfortable. That's I, soft compared to the things you've been called. <laughs> yeah, I've been called... Uh, yeah, various names... Devil's Claw, the something Satan's. Yeah, helper. I don't, I don't know. So I've been called so many. But different I wasn't. Names. I wasn't insulting you in no, terms of the kingdom. No, anyway, honestly, it doesn't bother me. The other thing I was thinking about was um, how does one actually know one hears from the Lord? Because I often hear people say, "The Lord said to me," or "I heard mm. from the Lord," or "I asked the Lord and the Lord said this, this, and this." How? does one differentiate between what one hears from oneself, what one hears from the enemy, and what one hears from the Lord? Okay, so is that the topic that you want to I don't to know, discuss? but that was just something I was thinking about. As I was sitting here, I was thinking... Okay, so the controversial part of that is when someone says, oh, I've heard from the Lord. Yeah, the Lord said to me, I heard and very clearly from the Lord, I had to do this. And I've actually heard it from three people this week on three controversial issues. And I thought to myself... Was that really the Lord saying that? And I don't want to use examples because, you know, I'm, 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 people that we know listen to this. So, I, 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 But I heard three people this week that I know are Christians say to me, the Lord said thus and thus. And I thought to myself, did the Lord really say that? Because it didn't sit well in my spirit. So am I wrong? Are they wrong? How, how does one actually discern? Because when somebody's giving their testimony as a Christian, you can't re- criticize their testimony because that's their story. So if someone tells you their testimony of, this is how I came to know the Lord, and they tell you their story, that's indisputable, right? So I'm not talking about that kind of discussion when someone says, gives their testimony. I'm talking about when someone says, this happened to me, I was in this situation, and the Lord said to me, da, 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 da. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, I, I don't know. Um, firstly, I think we need to respect people. 
Okay, respect people regardless. Um, the question really becomes the controversial point of it is if we heard or let's say we've heard from the Lord, we've been fasting, praying, we've heard from the Lord and they also have been fasting and praying and they heard from the Lord something completely opposite. Now we have a controversial that's a controversial that's, time. To me, that's a controversial okay, thing. Okay, but most that doesn't happen a lot where most okay, but, people but, are praying and fasting together at the same time, seeking the Lord on a topic. That would be wonderful, but I don't. that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but if that was the case, mm -hmm. how would you determine? Because the thing is, I do believe God gives every individual people direction. Mm -hmm. So not everybody is going to be doing certain things. So he may, like someone can say, well, the Lord told me to go and feed the poor mm -hmm. tomorrow. And the guy said, well, the Lord told me to go and hand out Bibles. Right? They're still doing stuff for the kingdom of God, but the the output is different. And so someone could say, well, no, no, God told us we need to go downtown and need to feed the poor. And somebody else can say, no, 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 we were told to go and give Bibles. No, like, that's I, not contradictory. I, I, well, it's just contradictory because let's say oh, they're part of a team and they were supposed to go downtown. Oh, if they're part of a team. And so the... the so... God could tell one person one thing and another person something else. So that's not necessarily contradictory, is what I'm saying. It's not contradictory. All that is is a different assignment. Everybody has a different part to play. Like, for example, the eye and the ear and the nose, they all have different functions, but they're operating the same way. Now, now the question becomes, what happens, I'll ask you this question, what happens if, and I, I've heard this before from, from people, that uh, an angel told me, that um, I don't have to, I don't know, let's make it up. Don't have to keep the Sabbath. Right? An angel, I was in the mountain praying and, and, and the Lord told me that, or the angel told me I don't need to keep, keep the Sabbath. Even though the Sabbath is not the, the be and the end all. Let me be clear. It's not the be and the end all. However, it is a part of the Ten Commandments and it is important. It's in the top five commandments right? right so it's the fourth commandment it's actually higher than honoring your parents that's how important that one is but everybody like ignores it so and the word keep we can talk about keeping the sabbath another day but i'm saying as that example so you believe we are to keep the sabbath someone comes to you and says well i went praying i they could have said, I fasted, because they wanted, they know that you say we need to fast. They could have said that, and they said, well, an angel said to me that we don't, mustn't keep the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. What is your thought process, and how would you respond? Well, I think the example that you're giving is specifically relating to scriptural, clear scriptural issues. So... If a spirit appears to somebody or if somebody says they heard something from the Lord, which is in di direct contradiction to the word of God, to me, I, know, I can deal with that straight away. Uh, so I would uh, totally address what the word of God says. So that is that instance. Okay, so that reminds me of Joseph Smith, who um, an angel Moroni appeared to him and told him that there is errors in the Bible. And this is the Mormon, the Mormon leader. Yeah. Another one was um, Muhammad. Also, an angel appeared to him, Angel Gabriel, and said, "There's errors in the Bible." Mm -hmm. so, same thing. It seems like every time these physical angels appear to people, they're always telling that there's errors in in, in the scriptures, and that um, they need to believe them. Mm -hmm. Not only is it not uh, that there's errors, but 
follow me. So follow, follow Muhammad, follow Joseph Smith. And it's the same kind of thinking, right? Right. So, yeah. so, so when it comes to scriptures, so if someone came to someone and said, oh, I, the Lord told me that you mustn't tell your parents this, right? Mm -hmm. And you must keep this from your parents, for example. That for me is it's, it's contradicting many things in scripture right i mean you, obviously if you're going to keep a birthday gift as a surprise that's different from hiding things from your parents so when somebody comes and says says something about life that's ongoing every day i feel like the lord's telling me that i must not uh i must not speak to this person okay and say in my spirit I can I sense that's wrong because by not speaking to that person, there's a conflict that is continuously happening. And so how do you deal with it when it's not a specific scriptural issue? Okay, so it's not a scriptural issue. Although I'm thinking as I'm speaking, maybe mm -hmm. everything can come down to being a scriptural issue. You can bring it back to the scripture. But again, even, even Satan himself can use the scripture to, to wrangle something. So let's make it more of a practical example. Let's say um, husband and wife. Husband and wife, yeah. Okay, they have a common purpose. And the common purpose is, let's say, the husband says, I'm, I must go to, I don't know, uh, live in a certain place. Right. Okay. We sell our house. Sell, sell, they must sell their house. Yeah. They must sell their house. Sell their house and then move to a certain place. So the, the husband says this. Now, let's ignore the fact that uh, the husband's ahead of the wife for now. Okay, we're just talking about who has heard from the Lord. And the husband says, We must go. And they're both Christians. They're both Christians. And the wife has prayed. And and she's she the wife has even fasted. The husband hasn't fasted. The wife has fasted. She's sought counsel. The husband hasn't. And and uh, and she comes back and says, I believe that we need to stay because the Lord said so. The Lord said so. We need to stay, and and then gives the reason why. Mm -hmm. Says because we need to stay here because of whatever the reason may be. For example, we need to witness to our, our neighbors. They're not saved yet. How would you um, approach that with the couple? So the thing is, you said I can't bring it back to scripture, because actually I can bring it back to scripture. Okay. Because the scripture says, "Husbands submit." I mean, wives submit to your husbands. So even though the wife has, but, but it doesn't mean she cannot have a conversation and say, "Let us fast and pray together." I would give that counsel. Let's fast and pray together and seek the Lord together. Okay, but now they've, they've done that. So but both of them have done it. Well, and it still comes out as on different pages. Yes. Then the wife should submit to the husband. Okay, well, that in itself, yeah, that's, that's using a scriptural principle that even though you're hearing from God. Something, so if the wife said to me, if the wife said um, that this that she didn't want to move because she was scared of what was going to happen in the country that she was going to, and said the Lord had told her she mustn't go because um, of what uh, a potential negative situation that could happen in that country, I would also bring that back to the scripture and say any decision made out of fear is never a good decision and does not come from the Lord. The Lord does not send decisions based on fear. I was thinking of, for example, Paul, when he was in, was it in Damascus? and oh, in Jerusalem. Yeah, he was he, in, going to Jerusalem. Yeah. And he had the warning, don't go because something bad was going to happen. The Lord wasn't sending him that vision to be fearful of what was going to happen. It was a warning. 
pray against it, but seek wise counsel. Now, Paul could have said, I've heard from the Lord something bad's going to happen, therefore I mustn't go. And that's what all the disciples around him were telling him. But he, he wasn't making a decision based on fear. So if the wife said, I'm not going to move to that country because I'm fearful, the Lord's shown me that something bad's going to happen in that country too. A decision made out of fear is wrong. So I'm bringing it back to scripture. So actually, I think that every decision, almost every decision, could probably come back to to. The scripture. Well, well, I don't know. What, what would you say to the wife in that situation? Well, I, I well, firstly, let's say the the wife is right. She was supposed to stay, right? That's the counsel. That is from the Lord. You mean? And that's from the Lord. And let's say the husband was wrong. Yes. Okay. And the husband didn't listen to his wife, and he went. The Without reality, her or with no, her? No, he has to go with her, right? Yeah. And so the wife should be submitting to her husband and going anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she will be asked to pray for her husband. Mm-hmm. And so she will have to obey uh, and submit to her husband and go. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a situation where, let's say, there's a, uh, the husband wants an abortion and the wife doesn't want an abortion, that's a, that's a, that's a conflict with Scripture. Whereas not whether the Scripture is higher authority than, than the husband's authority. And then she can say no. So she I should won't. say no. She should say no because she is... Because the scripture is a higher authority. Right. Right. But in the case of moving to another country, there's no scriptural <coughs> principle for that. Yes. So depending on what the case may be, um, so so now the, the key thing is... But if she doesn't submit to her husband... Then she's violating the scriptures. Scripture. Right? So she, even if she has heard from the Lord, she still needs to submit to her husband, and then the consequences for moving will be on both of them. I mean, they will... Both, both feel. So she'll do her very best to, to help... And, and, and direct, warn, yeah. right? And and I think I think, but again, that's not what I'm, what the intent. The intent is to how do you discern when someone says, "I've heard from the Lord," or "I know from God," or "I sense that," you know, the Lord has always been speaking to me, and I sense that. I don't, no, I don't understand the reason, mm-hmm. but it, I just know it's not right. Because I think because how many times have you got to that? Those people. So many times, and I think the husband and wife situation becomes clear because there's a scriptural principle with husband and wife, and obviously, there's a whole other dynamic if the one of the one of the spouses is not saved. Mm-hmm. But yes, to bring it to around to I don't know friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, and just just before we get off off the husband and wife, the the husband's job is to listen to his wife, right? Of because the Bible says that, that the wife is made as a helper, right? Um, just like Holy Spirit is a helper. Yes. So the husband has to listen to his wife. He mm-hmm. has to listen to the counsel of his wife. His wife is there to help him. Mm-hmm. Notice something, even though that, yes, man is supposed to help his wife, husband is supposed to help his wife, there's no scriptural for that, except for, yes, we need to protect. We need. To, but in terms of helping, the, the husband needs to lean on his wife. But again, the final decision is his decision to make, and the family dire- is directed by his his leading. And uh, you know, I look at that, and I, and, I, and and I know that's not a topic I'll be talking about today. But that is, if a husband and wife understand the authority structure in their home, things work out much easier. Because sometimes, when God has to deal with with the leader of the family, and the wife's in the way, the wife's going to get knocked. And there's a reason why the scripture says the wife is the weaker vessel. Not in sense of weaker vessel in terms of doesn't understand everything, or spiritual, but, but weaker person. vessel in terms of the, the. I find that women are very sensitive to the spiritual world, and sometimes they they discern negative 
influences from the from the demonic world and don't understand that the demonic world is not actually from the Holy Spirit or from the Lord, but they think it's from the Holy Spirit because sometimes they're more sensitive. That's why the scripture says that Eve was deceived. The problem was Adam ate knowingly. So people say, oh, Eve was deceived, oh, bad. No, no, no. Adam, he ate knowingly that it was wrong. He should not have eaten. He knew it was wrong, and yet he, yet he ate. And so, oh, good. So we've clarified that it was his fault. <laughs> the age-old debate: was it Adam or Eve's fault? <laughs> no, that's well, a little joke. Well, no, but but the, but the reality is, um, he ate knowingly. He ate yes. knowingly, and I think uh, um, the point is, everybody will feel the consequences, not just one. Yes. But yeah, so just I just wanted to make sure I would close that on husband and wives, so that people understand the importance for a husband to listen to his wife. He, she's given to, as a helper. But it doesn't mean everything she says you must, listen, you must obey or, or you need to, but you need to take that into consideration. It's a very weighted point that you need to listen to and consider. Okay, now having said that, okay, off that, so now we're on to a, another a couple. Another couple, uh, another, another friend, friend. One friend says this, in other words, um, not, it's not against the scripture. Okay, it's not like it's the Sabbath or pork or um, you can commit adultery, uh, you can marry more than 15 wives. Uh, even though that technically speaking that is not a we should talk about that one day yes right? we will we'll put that on the list okay. yeah like can you have more than one wife but anyway um, to answer your question the answer is uh, the ideal is not to have more than one wife you have to have one wife but is this sin the answer is actually no okay it's controversial but we'll talk about it another day that's why David didn't sin when he had more than one wife I knew when he messed around with um, Bathsheba and that's why Solomon didn't sin when he had lots of wives so I will speak slowly because you're motioning me with your hand. Okay, so going on back to... Okay, so a friend says something like... Um, I'm sensing from the Lord that you need to go to the school to study. Okay. Now, I think that's also a good distinction. Notice you hearing from the Lord and you saying you. Now, there's a difference between someone says, well, I heard from the Lord. I say, okay, well, if you, God's told you, then go do it. It doesn't impact me. But if someone comes to you, you and says to you, I, hear, for I you. hear the Lord for you. Now we're talking about a totally different uh, thing. Scenario. Yeah. Right? Now you, you said, just because you said it doesn't mean I have to listen to it. But the that's why that, I feel almost like that word I've heard from the Lord or the Lord said is almost... Doesn't that, break a, doesn't that break one of the commandments? I'm just going to go there because it feels like people are saying it haphazardly and almost blaspheming the name of the Lord because it would be like me saying, Andre said, well, if you never said anything. Is it blaspheming the name of the Lord or is it the scripture where it says, do not take the name of the Lord in vain? In other words, oh, that, yes. That, that's right? So in other words, it's, it's making very light of, it's not just saying O-M whatever, which is that's one of the ones too, but also... Of saying God said something when He didn't say so, mm -hmm. right? Oh, mm -hmm. I think that is that is, that is scary for me, right? Um, so I'll ask you: has, Have you ever said to somebody, "The Lord has said," da, 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 da. for you, or the Lord has said for me? Either. Oh yeah, I've said both for sure. Okay. But I will if I am being told. I feel, I feel like I've so heard how do you know Lord. it's the and Lord and that's part of the question is how do you know and especially if it's contradicted by another Christian who you trust and know well and uh, you know I, I take the example of for example you know I, I know that somebody is, was in sin 
and I, 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 I felt from scripture, I felt from the Lord, the person needed to repent. I called the person out on their error. They refused to repent. But they said to you, you should repent, right? So they flipped the tables and said that you should repent. Well, I mean, it's worked in different situations, but yes, it's that that kind of situation. And so, so, so what do you do? Well, I mean, Matthew is it Matthew five eighteen or Matthew fifteen says that you should come together and, Matthew and yeah Matthew five eighteen you should come together and and resolve it. But you know that's when there's a conflict situation. But if somebody, I have said, if, if I get a word of from the Lord, I make sure that I am very clear this was from the Lord. And one, How do you make sure? One I of the ways is I, I've had, like I had three dreams about somebody. And then I came to you, for example, and I said, Andre, I've dreamt about this person three times. And these are the dreams. And the dreams were all very similar dreams, but with, a, with the same message. And, and I said, I really feel like this for this person. Do you agree? And you said, yes. I said, okay, I'm going to write the letter to the person. Okay. So, 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 so you. But said, I haven't done that too often. So, so the way it was affirmed to you is one. Did you have the dream first, or did you have the idea first? No, I had dreams, three dreams. So you didn't know anything about the situation. You had three dreams, and then you came and you spoke to me. Yeah, because I thought it was very odd. This person wasn't somebody I knew that well, but they were a very strong Christian. And then I came to you, and and I said, I've had these three dreams. I really believe they're significant. Okay, because sometimes dreams are not always for the other person, right? Yes. So that's why I'm saying, because sometimes we have this perception because we have a dream yes. of somebody else that's regarding somebody else. No, sometimes it's, it's actually you and how you're responding or how, how you, there's something about that, that person's life. And maybe we can talk about dream interpretation another day. But, but dreams in itself doesn't mean that it is a message for somebody else. No. Like it could be a message for yourself. No. So then and that's why how I did you, you. How did you determine that it wasn't for you, but for somebody else? Was that, was it was coming to you a, a, a counselor or somebody to, that you trust in, in the scriptures? Like the Bible says, do not seek counsel from ungodly, um, but you seek counsel from, from godly people. Well, I, I, pray, is, is that, I prayed first. Okay. And I prayed. And when I asked the Lord to interpret these the, the, the dreams... I very felt clearly that it was for this this person. It was a man. Actually, it was for a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I'm not saying everyone's going to give messages to pastors because I definitely don't take this lightly. And then I asked the Lord, and I, I sincerely felt that I had to write a letter, and I had this burning on my heart that I, I and I just couldn't I couldn't rid it. And so then I came to you, and I told you the dreams, and I said I'm gonna I, I think I should send this letter, and you read it, and you said. You, you agreed to it. And actually, we found out afterwards that, that, that those three dreams and those messages were made a huge impact in that pastor's yeah. life. But I wouldn't, I don't, that, that, the reason I bring this up, because this was over, it was probably eight, eight or nine but years the, ago. But the question then becomes, you know, now I understand it. So why would God give somebody a dream for somebody else? The only other reason could be the other person is not listening to God himself, or God has spoken many ways to the person, and the person is still not listening and therefore God sends it via somebody else well it could be that right? you minister that you are in the same ministry group or you know home group or cell group or home church sometimes the Lord will you know be given encouragement in that way um, and I, I, are you saying that people will only the Lord will only give it to someone else as a last minute or as a last well I think it's attempt. Well, we want to put God in the box because it could be yeah. encouraging, it could be 
last straw. I've told everybody. I told the person many times. The person hasn't listened. I don't want destruction to come upon the person. Do it. Or I need this person to act urgently, quickly. Uh, we need a light, light of fire, up, up, you know, so that they can move quickly. So it could be it could be a number of things. So, but the, the point comes back to you. The way you determined if it was from God was you had three dreams for someone else. For yes. someone else, it was a three dreams, and then you also got counsel. And the three dreams also actually related to parables that Jesus spoke. Mm -hmm. So you went and you looked at it in the scriptures too. Yes. So it wasn't a quick rash decision no, you, no. before you're giving it. I agree because giving a word to somebody else. Carries a huge weight, right? Especially if it is a a word that impacts their direction. Sometimes I've received a word from the Lord that I'm telling somebody, I know it's from God, and you say, "Well, how do you know?" It's like I know that I know. It's it's not like I can actually. Uh, it's not like because some people I had a word for someone will say, "Okay, this person will be doing this in the ministry." Now the person is young. They haven't even done anything yet in the ministry. Um, but I believe this is what God's called them to do. So the person said, well, what must I do? Well, you must do nothing. It's nothing for you to do. But when you start seeing this play out, remember what the Lord has done. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like I remember going to church once and somebody I didn't even know pointed to somebody and said, um... You, the wisdom of God is coming upon you, is, is on you. Now, that person that was listening to this didn't go and go, hmm, wow, the wisdom of God is coming upon them. They didn't think that. Well, they, they knew it wasn't for that person. It was for the whole congregation to hear what somebody they didn't even know would say about this person. There's like 500 people there. So it was from Holy Spirit to, for, the people to, for the people listening. Right? So it's... But the person themselves, they knew already. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, oh, now I have, I know that, no. So, I think, I know we, there's a lot of, and I think this is an important topic because it's not that simple. No, right? it's not it's, simple. It's not simple. The question is, how do you know when God is speaking to you? And, um, so, you, so you said dreams. Is no, well, that was for someone else. Yes, yeah, so anything else? Well, for me, I think that the other, I know this sounds funny, but... I, I hear the Lord's voice so loudly in the shower. Okay. I think because I'm isolated, there's no outside noise. I'm not looking at anything. My eyes are closed mostly because I'm, I'm you know, washing my hair, or whatever. I'm not, and I just hear His voice so loudly in the shower. I, I get an, an impression. I pray. Um, I pray in the spirit. I'm praying, and I just feel when I have an issue, I just go in the shower and I just press in, in and, and, and the Lord gives me clarity. I, I know it sounds very odd, but for me. That is a, a so, so. So, are you sure that every time God speaks to you in the shower, it's Him speaking? Yeah, yeah, because I've heard it so many times the same way. It's a pressing in on my heart, physical, and then in my mind, I can't stop thinking about it, and I'm, I'm talking about it out loud. And then when I don't know how to solve it, I pray in the spirit, and 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 the solution comes. Or I, I pray in the spirit because I've given it over to Him. I, I, have there been does. some things that you need that you've asked God, and 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 God hasn't. Or should I say, God has given you an answer, but it, when you implemented the answer, it didn't, it, it didn't, the, the solution didn't actually appear itself. So, for example, if if you pray and you say, I need whatever, and God gave you what you needed to do, and then you did that, and you didn't get the answer, 
Does that mean you didn't hear from God? No, I've, I've, that's happened many times. Okay, so so they, so, so you still so what, so why didn't you receive whatever you asked because for? Because there's other people involved. There are other there are other factors. There's the other people's choices, other people's will, um, and and I, I always know that whatever my answer is, the Lord knows best. So I, I and if there is an error in my way, I have to repent because sometimes I get in the way of things. Of course, I get in the way. Um, sometimes other people get in the way. Uh, and sometimes I allow the enemy to get in the way. But, okay, I've answered how I hear from the Lord. What about you? How do you well, hear from the Lord? Uh, let's just close it there. Let's say, for example, you see something that makes you sick, and, and you're sick for something, and you've come before God and you asked Him in the shower, and He hasn't answered your... Well, he has answered your prayer, and He's given you what you need to do, and then you implement them, and you don't see that yourself, yourself you're better in a certain area. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't that challenge your your hearing ability or does that challenge like did you hear clear, clearly or like there's always some miscommunication somewhere yeah well I, I often think that there's a bigger purpose that I don't understand that's how I put it down so for example I think when I ran in the elections d- did I not hear the Lord that he put it on my heart to run in the in the, in yeah, the but but elections but and then I'm like of course it was I, he, he opened doors for me but yeah. I didn't win did, I, did he promise me that I'd win? No, I never heard I'd win. Did I work like I wanted to win? Yes, I worked like I wanted to win. But was I disappointed when I didn't? No, because I knew that people made choices and, and the Lord, and if that, the Lord had a choice, he would that, have said, Catherine, you that's won. With, that's with people. That's with people. Okay. But when it comes to something like personal. Sickness. Like, for example, sickness. Yes, yeah. So if it comes to something personal, I just think to myself, well, the Lord is teaching me different ways of, of, of addressing different issues to to get healing and i also re- recognize that i live in a fallen world and sometimes things don't always happen with the instantaneous reaction that i need but i'm not going to press in and i'm not going to give up on the lord and i'm not going to stop believing healing because i never saw the manifestation that i prayed for i understand that but the fact is when if god spoke to you in the shower a i don't know take this tablet or this vitamin or go and get this herb or whatever it may be and you implement it and you don't see a you don't see an outcome. Was it from God? I still believe the Lord's guiding me in direction and helping me to to learn and grow. Because maybe it was maybe I needed to learn that to help others. Like many times, the Lord's told me something. I thought, okay, I need to do this, and and and, and in a way, it's helped others. And I mean, not necessarily for me. So, I think He's just helping to grow and expand my knowledge. But I, 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 you know, I definitely don't blame him. Maybe my hearing wasn't always. You know, I'm not going to claim to be the perfect receiver of of the Lord's uh, instructions. Or, or maybe the solution is not just a one step solution, mm-hmm. like you're thinking, right? Like, okay, I need to implement this. Maybe the solution is like a ten step solution, mm-hmm. and you have to do these ten steps in this order. In this order, in order to get the result. Mm-hmm. And then you get upset. Oh, I did this one step. Why didn't it work? Well, there's ten steps. Yeah, like I think about right? sometime. I thought, I thought I heard in the Lord. The Lord said, you "Need to stop sugar." So for a year, I never ate any sugar of any kind. And you saw an impact. And I saw an impact, and and that made me aware of sugar in the diet for and for our whole family. So I believe that was a big a bigger purpose of that. So. So there's one step. It was a step, right? But it wasn't a complete like, whatever healing or anything like that. Yeah, so things step. like that, right? For example. So yeah, but I believe the Lord's always teaching me because I'm always asking Him. Okay, what about you? How do you hear from the Lord and know you've heard from Him? Uh, well, there's, I would say there's two types. Two ty- well, I don't say two types. I know I like you saying two types or three types. But I could, I, 
just to segment it into two separate areas. The one area is I'm spending time fasting. So I put myself in a position to hear God. In other words, I've cleaned the receiver. I've spent time with the Lord in prayer. I'm fasting, spent time in His Word. I'm praying in tongues. Okay? I mean, praying in tongues, spending time with the Lord. And when you spend time with the Lord a lot, you, you're able to hear clearer. Right? And, and then, so making sure I'm in that position to be able to hear God. So, no, it's, it's not, so the, 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 the thoughts that I think should not be based on my pride, shouldn't be based on being right. Mm-hmm. It's about what does the Lord say, regardless if, I, if I'm going to be, feel happy or sad. Right. Yeah, I think that's also men are more easily able to separate that. That's that is a good example. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, putting yourself in position, mm-hmm. and so that's why I do believe that we should be fasting regularly. We should be um, praying regularly. We should be reading the Word of God regularly. We should be um, praying in tongues regularly. We should be hanging around other believers that are on fire or listening to other believers who are on fire for the Lord. You say why that? Because the Bible says if you receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, you receive their reward. Same mm-hmm. with if you receive a prophet. In, in other words, receiving means you're listening to them, you're receiving from them. In other words, what's on their life comes mm-hmm. upon your life. Right. right? Like, it's like uh, when people touch Yeshua's garment. Right? There are many people that are around him that didn't get healed, but the ones that touched him, they're the ones who were healed. They're the ones that got answers. They're the ones that said, who touched me? And then they had a dialogue. Mm-hmm. So putting yourself in position I would say is is very important. Now, when you're in position, let me be clear again. I like the word using the word clear because there is a point of distinction here. When you put yourself in position, um, sometimes the answer does not come, or when you're in that position, like when you're fasting. I find you can be asked a question and you're struggling to find the answer, and you're struggling and you you're feeling a little bit anxious to get the answer, and then. Two or three days later, you're just driving, or you're going for a walk, or you're just, I don't know, cooking something, and the answer comes seemingly out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, that's the answer. And you know it's the answer because it gives you a sense of purpose, of, of, uh, of peace. peace, a sense of, okay, this is right, we need to implement this, a sense of purpose to implement. It's like, oh, yes, that was, it's like, ah, oh, and you weren't premeditating, rethinking about it before, it just came out of nowhere. And reminds me of Elijah when um, Elijah was running away from Jezebel, runs and, and wants to end his life because he believes he's the only one. And then he goes to uh, the cave, and um, God and he's, and then and he's, look, he's listening, he's wait, waiting for God to speak, but God's not in the in the earthquake. He's not in the, storm. the wind. He's not in. And the, where is he? The answer was in a still, small voice. That voice is when there's no distractions. You know, you talk about a shower, yeah. there's no distractions. When you're in the car, no distractions. In other words, it's getting in a state of peace. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Sometimes you have to take a breath. <sighs> Just calm and let the Lord speak. Because sometimes we are, we are transmitting <laughs> and the way to receive is not transmitting. In other words, not looking at outward evidences. Now, once you receive a signal from the Lord and He says something, then you can ask Him, okay, Lord, can you validate that? And sometimes it's dreams, sometimes other people, they're validated. But I've never had somebody come to me that says something from the Lord, and I know it's from the Lord, where they say, the Lord said this about you. I go, yeah, I know that. 
Oh, you mean it's never a surprise? It's not a surprise because I've already known that. Right. I, sometimes somebody has come and said something to me and I go, mm, that's not from the Lord. But I don't want to insult the person because they right. are, they are right. stepping out and, and it's so good that they're stepping out and, and, and thinking about some stuff. Um, I, I remember back in the day someone once came and they gave me this, this, this bad word. And normally when God gives a word, He always gives a, a way of escape or He gives a way of, of handling it. Or a solution. A solution. Something to, to withstand it. Not this destruction. Done. It doesn't say that. Yes. Right? And so when, when a word comes from somebody that, that's like that, to me that's an enemy's voice. Because God doesn't just give a voice that... Oh, the destruction. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So what must I do about that? Right. Oh no, I didn't get a, I didn't get another message after the destructive verse. Okay, well that's not from God. That's from the enemy. Okay. Or if you've repented of your sins, like you have truly repented, and someone comes and brings up your sin, you know, ah, uh, you have done this, and you go, hmm, how did you know about that? Because I know God dealt with that many years ago. I've, I've dealt with it. Why do you know about that? Mm -hmm. Could it be the devil speaking to you? Yes. So, I'm not surprised if the devil speaks to people with, and gives them like, oh, this is your dress. This is, so what? Like, mm -hmm. I can Google it. Right? I'm, uh, it's not a big deal if someone gives me the address or my bank number. or what. That, doesn't, that doesn't impress me. Right? The question is, when I implement, and I believe it's from God, and I implement and the results come, that, that to me that is... Validates. That validates the word from the person so if so going back to if that person that gives me the word has a track record of being more right than wrong and I've heard this person and give you that advice many times or, or different people advice and this person has been 8 out of 10 track record you know what I will obviously like any a person a weightier matter right they give more weight to that person of, giving of you advice of course yes. versus somebody that I've never heard of comes and, and gives me a, yes. a thing now, if you're in a, for example, a, you go to a crusade, and let's say Reinhard Bunke back in the day points you out. Now, that man's a mighty man of God, you know. You stop I, and I, listen. I stop and listen because I respect him. I respect what he's doing for the kingdom of God. I, I value his, uh, what comes out of his mouth. By the way, I have spoken to Reinhard Bunke, so it was a, one of my highlights in my life that the Lord has opened for me. But there's many other things like that. So... Um, how do you know if it's God speaking? I think um, you will not... Firstly, if you implement it, you will see the results. That's one way, if you're not sure. Another one is, you know it's right. Like, I know Trump won. I, I, I don't care what the media says. I know that Trump won the election. I don't care what everybody says. That he got the most votes. I, I got the most votes. I know it was corrupt. You, they can't change my mind. I know. How do you know? I just know it inside here. And I know one day on Judgment Day, when God reveals all these things, all these people that are leaning on the media, they are going to um, be embarrassed by the thing. I'm not going to be embarrassed because I'm going to go, yeah, I knew. But you're not living your life. But I'm not living my life on that. And, and neither do I go, oh, Lord, but, but I know you said you will win. Yes, he did win. But the fact is, you need to understand, there's also people's will involved. So mm -hmm. God will, if you ask God sometimes a question, he will tell you the answer. It's like, for example, the birth of our child. Yes, I just that actually just came to mind. Remember, um, we didn't want to know the sex because we found out the sex of the first one. No, we didn't find. Oh, it. We didn't find it out, and so you said, "Let's find out the second. I want to find out the second. Uh, and so, but we didn't. We went to the scan before the scan actually, um, and I asked the Lord. I said, "Lord, 
is this a boy or a girl? And I find when, I, when we speak to God, God always asks the question, why? Why do you want to know? Not that he needs to know why. It's for you to articulate why. So I would say, well, because, Lord, I, I, I want to... I've got, two, I've got two visions I have for my child. This is this vision, and this is the next vision. This is for the boy, and this is for the girl. And the Lord said, this vision. So, oh, there must be a boy. So... Say, okay, thank you, Lord. And I, I prayed that vision for the child. Then I felt uneasy. I'm thinking, why do I feel uneasy? So I approached the Lord again. I said, Lord, I, I'm sorry for asking you the second time, but I've asked you the second time uh, because I don't feel... Something doesn't feel right. No, because the Bible talks about this sense of peace. Like even when Joseph says to, to Pharaoh, Pharaoh says to, uh, Pharaoh says to Joseph, well, how will I know if you interpret correctly? How will I know? He says, the Lord will give you an answer of peace. An answer of peace is to to an unbeliever? Yeah. So how, how much, much more, more to a believer? So, Absolutely. So I'm feeling it's right, but I'm feeling it's wrong at the same time. So I ask the Lord again. Same time. Same thing. Why do you want to know? I tell him the answer. It gives me the... Pray, pray, pray for a boy. The vision for, for the boy. So I'm praying, praying the vision. And this happened four times. And even when we went to uh, the uh, ultrasound on the 20th week, which I'm not necessarily a fan of ultrasounds for everybody online... I would never recommend that ever again, but but you know back in the day. So I went for ultrasound, and I had to think of 21 weeks, something like, and they couldn't see. They weren't sure. They go, we don't know. They can't see. Yeah. They can't see. So I prayed again, and then when the child came out, I was shocked, like literally shocked. Uh, not only shocked at the fact that this is a girl, not a boy. Like I, like I. How wrong do you get? It's like 50-50 chance. But I actually started crying because of, of the prayers that I had prayed for this child. I thought, oh man, how, how is this child going to be able to live up to this prayer? This is for a boy. This is going to be tough on her. Oh, Lord. And so I, I wept because of what the prayer was. And the Lord said to me, and I also, I was just to say to the Lord, Lord, why are you crying now? Because <laughs> I just remember it. It was just, it was a, it was a, 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 you know, it was an amazing time then, you know. But anyway, carry on the story. Well, I, I'm going to carry on if you're starting to weep. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, no it's not bad yeah. tears. Just, yeah. just so, me thinking about it, right? I remember you were almost devastated, really, because you're like, I, I haven't heard from the Lord. How could I get this so wrong? Yeah, because because you were really convinced. Right? Yeah, and, and, and I pray. And then I obviously... Probably a little bit of pride too because your, your, your feelings are hurt a little because you're like, I'm supposed to be able to hear from you, Lord. I, you know, it's, not, it's not that difficult. It's either one or the other. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like it's a, like 25 to 1. No, you know, it's no, like 50-50. But I was so certain that it was... It was it wasn't, I was so certain. And then I, I approached the Lord and I said, Lord, why? Why? And like, why am I not hearing from you? Why? Why? And the Lord said, you didn't hear from me. I said, I know I didn't. I felt like the Lord said, you did hear from me. I said, no, look. Yes. He says, if you knew it was a girl, would you have prayed different? I said, yes, of course. He says, that's the problem. I, I knew want, your heart. I knew you were going to pray differently. I don't want you to pray differently. I want you to pray. The assignment that vision. I've given her. That's the most important. Yeah. The assignment. You are praying based on the man measures based on the outward appearance. And I measure the heart. And I'm looking at the heart, yeah. not with the outward appearance that you're looking at. 
whether it's a boy or a girl. So what you're saying is that sometimes the Lord will only share with us enough because he knows how we will respond and that will help direct our prayers. So if we truly say we trust him, we have to fully trust him, right? Because he knew your heart. He knew that if he told you, showed you it was a girl, it would change the way you prayed. 100%. So it wasn't based on the sex. He wanted you to pray the vision. And so sometimes I, I think the Lord also does that. Like Not sometimes. I know the Lord does that in some instances because he knows. Like I know he gives me things. He'll give you something You know, when he speaks to you to do something. He gives it to you because he knows you're going to respond to it immediately and you'll do it yesterday. Whereas for me, I take a little bit of time to process. So if he wants me to do something, he has to give it to me a few days in advance. And then he tells me, and then I have to go speak to you, right? Or, well, no, or I'll get the pressure eventually so that I'll do it in the timing that he wants because he knows me and he's so merciful and kind to how each of us are. And so I think that back to the initial conversation question was how do we know when we hear from the Lord and when somebody says, I've heard from the Lord for them, and, and then I hear well, something's not sitting right with what you're saying. Like, I know you've said you've heard from the Lord, but in my mind, I don't think you recognize that you're making this decision. This is, you're not hearing from the Lord. There's some kind of confusion. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough to to well, navigate that well, I, I, in a relationships. Yeah, of course. And we have to be, be able to hear from God. We have to. It's, it's one of those kind of important things as a believer. We need to hear from God. We need to know his voice we need to bible says my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me so my sheep hear my voice mm-hmm. i want you to think about it. so we need it's it's actually a command we need to hear his voice and if we're not hearing his voice well it's also we need to get in position we need to become a sheep well, a correlation we to, right my sheep if you are my sheep you should hear my voice it's like an expectation too yeah and the bible says um don't call me lord lord or or shepherd shepherd Unless you do the things that I say. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you're not listening from to not hear, be able to hear, maybe it's the fact that you are not doing what you, you know you're supposed to be doing. You should be going to certain places. Maybe you're not going to the places that God has called you to, told you to go. In other words, you're breaking his laws maybe. Uh, and he's been telling you not to. So I know we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask a question. If, if, you, if, if the Lord keeps telling you the same thing, it keeps speaking to you and you don't respond to what he's telling you in light of what you just said, does he stop talking? I've heard people say that. Does he stop talking? Oh, I, I don't know if he stops talking, but I, I would say it's probably a little bit more difficult to hear his voice because how will you be able to discern if you can't even hear simple things that are based up in the scriptures? You can't hear that. How are you able to hear his voice on, on more complicated things? Right. Like, oh, yeah, so um, it's it's just to me, it's just a, it's common sense. But can God get people's attention? Yes, I've seen people that have been so wayward how how even Paul gets through Paul the apostle before his apostle he was Saul God had to appear to him he had to physically appear to him because he saw his heart he said okay this guy's so out of out of so God can make ways of of reaching people so I don't want to say whether oh, they're listening like, or not listening he he make he, 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 will. he will reach them but again he also looks at their heart I believe God looked at Saul's heart and Saul legitimately believed that what he was doing was right he was Totally deceived, and obviously the Lord knew because look God what God says, you know, look how look how passionate this guy is. He if loves, I just had him on my side, uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's just because he's just a little bit deceived. That's little correction, we, yeah, yeah. So God, God can. So going back to how do you hear from God's voice? You have, I would say that there's a, a certain principles you need. One, there needs to have a sense of peace. You need to have be spending time with the Lord regularly, um, and I would say check that, with the word. 
you need to have other people in your life that hear from God that you can bounce things off because it's always good to have someone in your life or a, and I, honestly we don't have too many right but a couple of people that you trust not only do you trust but you know that they hear from God there's not too many people out there that yeah. actually hear from God um, and so to just and you and you know that by by the, what they um, not necessarily what they do uh, but but they have the Their fruit. Response, yeah. They have the fruit of the things that they say. Or should I say they have more of the fruit than the things they say? Because I don't believe anybody has the complete fruit that Yeshua has. I wish we all had it. The answer is we're all working towards uh, getting, having that fruit, having the signs. Uh, but we're not there yet. I do believe we are coming to a time that there will be. Um, but that's another topic for another day. And overarching to those three points is if it contradicts the word of God, it's not from the Lord. Yeah, that should be a given. But I just wanted to say it. Yeah, yeah. The word of God is is foundational to it. And I know people can bring up things like, oh well, Yeshua, for example, broke the Sabbath. No, no, no. Again, read the scripture. Never broke the Sabbath. If he broke the Sabbath, he would have sinned. And if he sinned, he wouldn't be a spotless lamb. Mm-hmm. So okay? he had to be perfect. So to he the kept Lord. it perfectly. The question is, it was the Pharisees who kept it wrong. They added to the things. They said, don't. Squash the stuff in your hands. Actually, if you look at the law, it doesn't say that. Okay, or do, um, do certain things at certain places on the Sabbath. Yeshua never, or the, the Word of God never says it. They added to the law, and that's what Yeshua was against. He was against people making the commandments of God more. I mean, God, commandments of men more important than the commandments of God. Right. Okay. So I think that sums it up for today. Um, so, for, so for not having a topic, that's like forty-five minutes of, of not having a topic. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. So you should pray for us because I know you hear from the Lord, and I mean, and and you've written a book, and I always respect what you say from the Lord. So pray for our listeners. Okay, Tracy, why do you have to say that? Because I, I, I just, I, you know, I've learned so much from you about how to hear from the Lord. Well, so. I must learn from you. So I know, but I think you should my pray. Wife, so. But you should pray. Okay, I'll pray. But yeah, you don't have to encourage me like that, you know. But you can... I'm, I'm your helper. Okay. So I want them to know that I also love you very much. And okay, that... <laughs> okay, that's what the real reason you wanted to just. Um... No, because I got to be nice because I was. They, they, people thought I wasn't nice last week, and I. I, I, I was wondering we have why. A great relationship. Yeah, I thought you were being like fake when you were you saying that to me. I'm not being fake. Oh no! Uh, there we go. Okay. See everybody. <laughs> okay. Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for your blessings and your favor upon the people and the people listening. Lord, I, I know that many people that are listening, they want to hear from you. So I'm going to pray, my Father, for them right now, Lord. Just touch them. Open up the ears. Remove the filth from the ears. Let them, let them repent. Yeah, that's another thing. Yes, Lord. Let them repent for things that have come between them and you. Repent of their sin. Lord, wash them clean. Your word says that you are righteous and just and you forgive them from all unrighteousness if they confess their sins before you. Wash them clean. Let them be able to hear you clearly, Lord, because your word says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Lord, touch them. Touch them now. Touch the ears. Let them hear from you today. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. Amen. See you next time. Bye-bye.